Okay, so tonight, um, we've been going the whole semester uh, through the book of Genesis. We've covered Genesis 12, and tonight we're going to hit 24. So 12 through 24, I've uh, been doing a little, little series called The God of Abraham, The God of Isaac, and The God of Jacob. Uh, and so uh, this is, it's, been an, it's been an awesome semester. I hope that all of y'all have enjoyed it as much as I have. Um, it's so good because in the Old Testament, thankfully, uh, there's, there's a lot more than just a few stories. You know, a lot of people, uh, and when I was young, I, I, I would read the Bible, uh, and it just, it's just kind of a bunch of stories, you know. Uh, but actually, uh, the Lord, uh, in His inspiration of writing this, this Bible, this Word to us, uh, He put so much in the Bible. And so in the Old Testament and in Genesis specifically, uh, we've been diving in. So I hope you got your scuba gear, because uh, tonight we're going to be diving in, okay? Um, so, okay, let's, let's read the title real fast. Uh, Genesis 24, let's read it all together. A practical living in oneness with the Lord, and the title of Christ, Mary in the church. Okay, awesome. Uh, and so I want you to key in specifically on, uh, well, we're going to hit both, but in the beginning, uh, really a type of Christ marrying the church. And so um, first to start off again, uh, we've hit it a few times, uh, but just to emphasize it one more time, uh, we, I, we've got the verse Exodus 3.15, which basically it's that verse that says, my name is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This is my name forever. And so it's very significant. I hope that you walk away this semester realizing that it is super significant that God, the God of the universe, the maker of the entire world, tied his name to man. He said, this is my name forever. Okay, and so I hope this sticks out. That there's something in these stories that we can pull out. Some of his interaction, his relationship. We can see something of God. Okay, that is amazing to me. Um, and so we, let's read, uh, just to emphasize this point, I put this verse as a little bonus verse for you guys on top of the page. Uh, again, we got to all read it, but let's, let's really emphasize the underlying part in Luke 24, 27. Okay, ready? Go. And beginning from Moses and from all Okay, the things concerning himself. Okay, five imaginary bonus points. What is Moses, what is Moses in this verse? What does that refer to? What? Okay, which is what? Old Testament. Close? The Bible. Yes. Okay. There we go. Nice. David. Okay. I mean, you know, I had to have a helper. Come on, guy. I need some participation here, baby. Let's go. So Moses refers to the first five books of the Bible, which, you know, uh, not so ironically includes Genesis, which is what we're in. And what is, what does the Lord say here? Or, or really the disciples It said, the Lord explained to him the things concerning himself. 
And so tonight, again, you know, I, I can't emphasize it enough. I hope that we see something of Christ. And actually, I, I just, I hope we will. And if you're open, I really think you will. Uh, and so we've got an awesome, uh, awesome chapter here, Genesis 24. Uh, and actually, uh, we could say Genesis 24 uh, brings out probably the dominant theme in the entire Bible. So if you've ever wondered, like me, uh, what is, man, we got this Bible written by tons of authors over thousands of years. What is this thing saying, you know? We got a lot of stories here. You know, we got a lot. We got Jesus. That's good. Uh, What is the entire Bible about? Well, Genesis 24. We're going to get that answered, what God's doing. Um, and so, okay, as a, as a little foreshadowing, we've, we've got, I want to, I want y'all to, to see the foreshadowing tonight. Okay. In, in these chapters in Genesis, but in the message, okay. Uh, we got a little, I gave you a little foreshadowing verse slash a pop quiz. So, uh, you are in class right now. So I need everybody to pull out a pen and I need you to fill in the blank for Isaiah 54, five. Yes. Okay, some of y'all may have seen it. Uh, you probably got it. Uh, what is the blank? Who knows? Our husband. Husband, that's right. Okay, so, so maybe, okay, all the brothers, let's read this verse. Uh, actually, no, I take it back. Sisters, y'all are going to love this more, okay? Let's read the verse and put in husband, because that's what the word is in the Bible. So, ready? Go. Okay, for your maker is your husband. There's a lot of things that could have gone there. If you've never heard it, you know, maybe you would have put Savior or Father or uh, something, you know, which is definitely true. Uh, But actually, uh, this gives us a glimpse into the Lord's thought uh, behind making uh, man. Do you see this? It says, your maker is your husband. You know, when you make something, if you're a thoughtful person at all, uh, you've probably got some intention. You know, uh, when, when Henry Ford made the car or whatever he did, the, com- the Model T, he wanted to get around faster, better way. You know, the horse, horse and buggy is not, not cutting it. He wanted to get around faster. So he had an intention in making the car, the Model T. God, when he made man, what was his intention? His intention was to be our husband. Isn't this incredible? I mean, of all the things, we could have been slaves. You know, he could be master slave. Uh, we could have been, you know, uh, whatever, whatever else that, that you want to have it. But God, uh, he wanted a bride. So he made us to be his bride. He wants to be our husband. So this is a foreshadow of Genesis 24 that we're really going to dive into. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't not throw that verse on there uh, for you guys also. So, okay, uh, Roman number one, Isaac as a prefigure of Christ. Uh, this is really a review from last week, Genesis 22, uh, which was on the offering of Isaac. And so uh, let's, let's actually have uh, bros, maybe y'all can read verse 17. And then sisters, y'all read verse 19. Uh, of Hebrews 11. Okay, ready? Go. Tested, offered up Isaac. Indeed, he who gladly received the promise was offering up his only begotten. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Lord. 
Okay, so this is uh, Paul, the writer of Hebrews, talking about uh, Genesis 22, where God told Abraham uh, he needed to go offer up Isaac. And so I underlined a few things, um, but uh, if you look on the back of the first page, I tried to give you guys a little chart. Uh, And this chart kind of uh, hopefully diagrams and makes it abundantly clear. And there's there's more uh, examples or more comparisons that I didn't put on there. Um, I just picked a few. But I hope you see Isaac is a foreshadowing of Christ. And when, when we say type or picture or foreshadowing, what we mean is that, you know, it's kind of like if we're coming up on the tower and we're coming up and first we're walking with our head down and we see a shadow and it's in the exact, you know, in the exact form of the tower. Uh, it's like that's, that's what the Old Testament is. It's the shadow. That's what Isaac is here. He's the shadow. And the substance, what's actually there is Christ. And so it's amazing. Look at this. Okay, first of all, the only begotten. Uh, You know, Abraham actually had more children. I mean, he definitely had Ishmael. He had a few children after Isaac. But you know, the Bible and God considers Abraham to have only had one son by grace. And that's Isaac. And so in the Bible, it calls him the only begotten. Who else is called the only begotten of the father? Christ. Okay, they're both called beloved sons, sons whom they love. Okay, they both took the Father's will. They both uh, were obedient unto death. Okay, and that's what uh, Hebrews um, basically says that Isaac was as good as dead. You know, and so they were both obedient unto death. They both carried the wood to their death. Uh, Do you guys realize that? They were both offered on Mount Moriah. It's the same, Moriah is where Jerusalem is, which is where the Lord was killed. So, uh, same place. Uh, They died and were resurrected. That's what Hebrews is talking about here. uh, Abraham received him back in figure. In figure is basically in figure of resurrection. Uh, So, they both both died and resurrected. They were both multiplied in their resurrection. You saw that, okay? Uh, And then uh, it also calls both Isaac and Christ the seed that would bless the nations, that bless the nations. So we've got all these comparisons. Uh, So are you guys with me? Because you've got to see this point, okay, that Isaac is a type or a figure of Christ. Okay, y'all tracking with me? Okay, good, awesome. Okay, so that's Genesis 22, uh, that, you know, Isaac is type of Christ in his death and resurrection. Okay, and then we come to 24. And you know, it's interesting, Isaac is only really talked about uh, in two chapters. And that's Genesis 22 and 24, you know, as you would have it. So, 22, we've got death and resurrection. And then 24, we've got uh, really one verse, mainly, with Isaac in it. And that's the very last verse, which is Isaac getting married. And so, it matches exactly the same with Christ. The two main events in his life were our redemption, his coming to earth, his dying, resurrecting. And at the end of the Bible, what, what do you think we've got? We've got a marriage. There we go. Isn't that, that's awesome. And so here we go. We've got, we've got Christ and Isaac. Okay. And so Genesis 24 is on Christ or Isaac's uh, marriage. So we got Roman number two, Isaac marrying Rebecca, prefiguring Christ marrying the church. So this, this chapter is 67 verses. So I kind of, I had to condense it a lot and I apologize. I hope that you all read the chapter, um, in, in full again to get the full emphasis, but I pulled 
pulled out a little, and I'll try to fill in the blanks. Um, and, there, and so, anyway, here we go. We got, first of all, let's read Genesis 24, uh, 3b and 4, sisters. I think it's y'all's time. So, how about you guys read that one? Okay, there we go. So we got Abraham uh, who pulls his servant aside, his oldest servant, and he says, Okay, I need you to go find a wife for my son, Isaac. And so this is Abraham's plan. And you know what? Actually, correspond with Ephesians, uh, this is the father's plan also that he had uh, for eternity. He's got this plan to, to give Christ a bride. Okay, so this is this is the very beginning of Genesis 24 here is that Abraham would go would send his servant to go get a bride uh, for Isaac. Okay, and so I'm going to fill in some story real quick. So basically the servant is like, well, I don't know, uh, you know, how do I know this is going to work? And he just says, Jehovah will bless you. So he, he goes off. So we got to think here. We got to realize uh, he says, take it, uh, a wife from my relatives. Okay, which is back in Mesopotamia, which is uh, estimated about a, a two to three week journey. So it's a good, I mean, it's, you know, several hundred miles here uh, that this guy, he just, the servant, he just takes off. So he's on this journey. Okay, he's going, uh, he's going for, you know, he's, let's say he's been on the road, you know, two and a half, three weeks. Okay. And he, he's in, he's in this land. Uh, you know, he's probably got a general idea, I hope. Uh, surely he did. So he's in this land two and a half, three weeks later. And, uh, he's coming up on this well. And, you know, he kind of, he kind of just makes a deal with God, basically. Uh, he says, well, whoever, you know, whatever woman comes out and, uh, draws water and I'll ask her for some water. And you know what? She is going to just say, Hey, you can have water and I'm going to give, uh, all your camels water also. And he's got 10 camels now. Okay. And so this is a, this is a big deal, you know? And, uh, okay. So we got, I got two questions. I need more, more some interaction here. Uh, firstly, a fun question. Do you guys know? How much camels can drink? <laughs> they can drink about 25 gallons at a time. Whoa. So these babies, they are drinking, okay? All right, so this is not a small thing that, you know, uh, the servant would make this deal with God. Secondly, bros, uh, if you try to make this deal with God to find a wife, I don't know how you're going to fare, okay? So I'm, you know, that, I don't know how it was back in the day, but I'm just saying, you know, that's, I don't know if that one's going to work. So anyway, so, okay. All right, so, so God, you know, uh, the servant says this, and you know what? It says, as soon as uh, the servant, or actually, like, right as the servant is finishing, uh, this woman starts coming out, okay? And sure enough, it's Rebecca. And uh, as it turns out, Rebecca is one of his relatives, one of Abraham's relatives. Um, and you know what? Just as the servant made the deal, that's how it happened. It's exactly like he said. He said, hey, can I, can I have a drink? And she said, yeah, and, and then I'll also get water for your camel. So at this point, uh, this was really, uh, this was the servant's calling to Rebecca. And you know what? Um, there were, uh, it says he watched her. And then, you know, it says uh, next we have Genesis 24, 22. So, okay, brothers, I think it's you guys. Let's read Genesis 24, 22. And when the camels had finished drinking, the man took their gold and the 
Okay, so um, I may have gotten a little ahead of myself, but we got we got to see here. We we got Isaac as the type of Christ. So there's four main characters in Genesis 24. Okay, so we got Isaac. He's he's like Christ. We've got Abraham, his father. Who who do you think that is? That's God the Father. Yep. He's got a servant who he sends out into the world to to find the bride. Who do you think that is? The Spirit. Yes. Okay, the Spirit. Uh, And then we've got Rebecca, uh, which is Isaac's bride, uh, soon-to-be wife, who is? Us. Us, the church. Yes. So, okay, uh, here we've got Rebecca who comes out. Um, This is the, the Spirit or the servant's calling of Rebecca out of the world. This is Mesopotamia, which is the land where Babylon is, which is kind of considered the land of idols, you know, which is just, it's just like the world today. It's just, you know, that's what we're we're living in, man, a a world, a land full of idols. You know, there, we can worship so many things. It's so easy. There's all this stuff that we can worship. And so we're just like Rebecca living in the land of idols. And you know what? Thankfully, we've got the spirit who is searching the Spirit's looking. He's looking. And you know what? Hopefully, all of us, if we've received the Lord, it's like the Spirit called us out. You know what? And the Spirit, He saw Rebecca. She answered. And that's, that's her calling out. You know, I was, I was just considering, you know, uh, the Spirit's still searching. I hope you guys realize this. He's searching at the University of Texas. You know, he, he wants to call some more out of the world. You know what? He wants to call your friends. And your classmates, and your roommates, dorm mates, whatever. He wants to call some of them. And you know, uh, the Spirit uh, isn't coming physically, um, like the servant. He's coming through each one of us. And so today, we can take part in the Spirit searching, looking for the bride. Uh, The Spirit wants to reach your friends through you. I hope you guys realize that. Uh, that's what the servant's doing here is the servant is, is searching and he found Rebecca. And then you know what he did? What the verse said, he gave her a nose ring and some, some gold and silver. Later it says he gave her even more stuff. And so this is like Ephesians three, eight, uh, which sisters, what does that say? unsearchable riches of Christ. Isn't that awesome? Unsearchable riches. So the Spirit's coming. He's looking. He's searching. He's calling. And you know what? He's giving those who come some, some of the unsearchable riches. He, just, he wants to distribute. Even He wants to give you really Himself. The Spirit is, is the unsearchable riches. He, the Spirit in us is making known these unsearchable riches. I mean, okay, for example, how many of you have ever been, maybe you've, you've had a big test coming up, and uh, you finally, you know, after uh, studying so much and, you know, staying up late, you decided, oh, maybe I should read my Bible and, or pray or, you know, some, have fellowship, something. And then, you know what, after you did that, you got some peace. Or you had a tough situation and you got some peace. How many, I mean, have, have any of you guys experienced some peace? You know? I mean, okay, that's awesome. You realize that's just one, one rich, you know, one aspect of the unsearchable riches. Uh, you know, have any of you experienced mercy 
forgiveness, you know, uh, all these things. These are just individual items of the unsearchably rich Jesus whom we love. And so, you know, uh, as, as we go on, you'll see that Rebecca was, she was, she was just willing to go. But you know what? She'd never seen Isaac. She'd never seen him. You know, and in the same way, uh, we, we, the Spirit searches, he, he finds us, He calls us, we respond. Uh, you know what? He gives us some riches. And you know what? Because uh, we've received some riches, that's like our, our foretaste. You know, that's like we're just getting a little taste. We're getting a few riches of the unsearchable storehouse of riches uh, that, that is, is Christ. And so, uh, you know what? Because we've got these riches and we can experience part of it, uh, you know, we just, we just start to love this one. I mean, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, exactly, uh, day and age is a little different, but, you know, if somebody, I mean, sisters, you know, if some, somebody came up to you and said, hey, uh, you know, I, I serve the, the king of so-and-so, and uh, he, he wants to marry you. And, oh, by the way, uh, I, I've already I've deposited a million dollars in your bank, just so you know, he... He is super rich, let me tell you. He is super rich, you know. I mean, come on, that's pretty attractive, you know. I mean, I don't know about you. I think I'm sold. I'm like, hey, we're, let's go, baby, you know. I mean, right? I mean, that's, it, this is what it's like, okay? This is, this is what uh, is happening with us right now, is that we've got the Spirit as a foretaste. We can enjoy the Spirit today. And you know what? We've got unsearchably uh, more to look forward to. Uh, in the coming day. Okay, and so that's, that's what happens. So, uh, okay, later on, uh, the spirit, or not the spirit, the servant and Rebecca, uh, they go back to Rebecca's family's uh, house. And, uh, you know, the, sp- the servant kind of explains, uh, you know, hey, uh, we got Abraham over here. He's got this son, needs a wife. Um, you know, he testifies of the son, just like the spirit uh, is testifying of Christ in us. Um, and you know what? The family, thankfully, they're like, this is God. We can't say one way or the other. This is God. And so, uh, you know, I think in their excitement, I mean, surely they were pretty happy, you know, that their daughter is about to get married. Um, and, you know, they were like, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's kind of, let's throw a celebration. Let's do a little 10-day deal, probably. That's what they're, I'm guessing they were thinking. Um, and, you know, so, so they stay, the, the servant stays the night. And the next morning, uh, he's like, okay, it's time to go. We're heading out. Train's leaving. And, uh, you know, that's when the family kind of stepped in. Well, hey, you know, what about, let's just hang out 10 days. Let's have a good, you know, have a party. I mean, come on. We got to celebrate our daughter getting married. You know, that, that, maybe. That's, that's maybe what's happened, you know. Uh, but then we've got this verse. Um, and I want, this is like totally an awesome verse. And I hope we really uh, can see what it's saying here. So, brothers, let's read Genesis 24, 56. And, uh, and then... Yeah, let's all read 58. Okay, so bros 56, ready to go. And he said to them, Do not delay me, since Jehovah has taken my journey prosperous. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. Okay, this is awesome, guys. So uh, think about it this way. You know, the servant is saying, don't delay me. We've got to go. I've got to get my master's son married. 
and then Rebecca. You know, the, the family is kind of like, ah, I don't know, you know, I guess let's just see what Rebecca says. And Rebecca, her answer is, I will go. And so I think a few things stick out. Uh, I underline both of them. Do not delay me. Um, I hope we realize the Spirit is on a journey. He wants to marry. He wants the son to get married. He wants the wedding feast to be here. That's what we've got in the end. Surely, that's what they're after. That was the Father's plan from eternity past. So this is the Spirit wants. He's saying, do not delay me. You know, so for us, we have to see, you know, does the Spirit ever say that to us? You know, hey, don't quench me. Do not delay me. I'm on a mission. I'm on a journey. We together are on a journey. Do not delay me. And you know, anytime the Spirit speaks to us, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the Spirit says, hey, maybe you should talk to your roommate about the Lord. Maybe you should talk to your classmate, uh, that friend of yours. Maybe you need to talk to them. You know, our response every single time should be, okay, I will go. I will go. Um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I, we can't understand at all what the, you know, how the Lord feels. Surely he is just, you know, beaming with anticipation. You know, but me, uh, whenever I got married, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, groom, bridegroom comes out and they stand, you know, and we're, we're here waiting. And then they, the bride comes out the door, you know, and so. Uh, you know, it's probably only maybe three minutes or so. I don't maybe maybe two minutes or a minute. But man, when I'm there, it is feeling like just days. I'm just standing there. I'm just like, when is she coming out, man? You know, she has been getting ready for at least, you know, come on, ladies. You, you know, when it comes wedding day, you, you've been getting ready for a while. You know, you, you've been doing, I mean, months of preparation for this, you know. And then, I mean, I'm like, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to see my bride here, right? And so then the music started. And uh, at my wedding, I don't know if something like happened or maybe I was just, thinking the music went like 18 rounds or what, but I was just waiting there and it was like probably 10 seconds, but I really thought it was like five minutes. You know, I'm like, why is, do I need to run back there and like, you know, open the door for her? Like what's going on? Maybe the door's locked. So anyway, I'm sure I, I really, I believe this has got to be the Lord's feeling. Surely he can't wait for that day. He can't wait, man. You know, and we're on the journey with the spirit. Uh, we've loaded up the camels. We're headed back to Isaac. And you know what? We don't, we don't ever want to delay the spirit. We don't ever want to do that. And even, I love this verse. This verse is mind-blowing to me. Look at 2 Peter 3.12. Expecting and hastening the coming of the day of God. This verse blows me away. Because I had this concept that, well, God's got this time, you know, he knows, and we just got to wait it out. We just got to wait it out, man. You know, whenever it is, it's there, you know, and then, but look at this verse, man. It says, hastening the day of God, the hastening. And so, I, I mean, to me, this is just like the spirit is like, come on, come on, don't slow down. Don't quench me. Come on, we're going. And, and a lot of, since sometimes we're like, you know, pulling back on the reins, we just need to have the response, I will go. I will go. That needs to keep being our response. Okay, uh, so then we got, we got the last verse. Let's all read Genesis 24, 67. And he, 
And he took Rebekah. And she became his wife, and he loved her. Okay, so that's the last verse. That's the marriage. And then Revelation 19.7, let's all read that one. There it is. You know, uh, the marriage is mentioned in uh, Revelation 19, uh, 21. Uh, several times and 22 which is the last it's it's mentioned four verses from the last verse of the bible the spirit and the bride say come come lord we come on you know we're gonna come and we want you to come you know so this is uh this is the ending of the bible uh and that's the it's amazing that's the end of the of, of the chapter of genesis 24 so here we see the full picture uh, this is the dominant theme. I hope you guys are impressed. This is uh, the Bible in a nutshell. It's a divine romance. It's a divine love story. Uh, the Bible's a big love letter to man, expressing what God wants. You know, showing us he wants he wants Christ to get married. Isn't this awesome? I think that's so good. So, okay, I've got application. Uh, our response, that last part, and I just put that little part of the verse. I will go. So I just, um, you know, as I was thinking, uh, we, we need to be those uh, who, first of all, uh, hear the Spirit speaking. And, you know, uh, God, he, he does have a language. Um, does anyone know what the language of God is? Bible. Bible. Okay, we got some experts over here. Um, yes, the language of God is Bible. So you know what? When we want to hear the Spirit, you know, because if we don't want... I mean, I don't think anyone wants to delay the Spirit. I think everyone who, uh, you know, we've received the Lord, uh, we've probably got a heart to follow the Lord. You know, we, we've got a heart. Surely we want to be there uh, at, the, at the wedding. We want it to come where we're getting married to the Lord. Um, so you know what? We've got to hear the Spirit. And the Spirit speaks Bible. And, and in particular, in two ways. Um, firstly, uh, the Spirit speaks Bible. We've got the written word. And I hope, uh, desperately hope, that we all don't take for granted that we have got the Bible. Uh, probably, you've got it in your pocket, on your phone. You've got the, the, you know, the physical copy, uh, probably multiple of the physical copy. You know, we have uh, more access than anyone in the history of the world to God's speaking. So surely we got to take God's speaking and we got to be in the Bible. We have got to be those who voraciously take in the word. And uh, you know what? Um, if we have taken in the word, the, the, the written word, you know what? The Spirit will start to speak the Bible in you. In you. And it's kind of like uh, when you get married, uh, and I'm sure some of these brothers who have been married 20, 30, maybe 40 years can testify. Uh, you start to get to know your wife. You know, you get to, that person you're around every day living with, you know, you, you just get to start knowing them. You know, and uh, I've been married almost two years. You know, and if, if you were to ask me uh, a bunch of random questions about Sarah... You know, I, maybe I'm at like 60, 70 percent. I get 70 percent correct. You know, I'm, I'd be, I, I think I would do OK. You know, probably the longer you're married, though, the more time you spend with somebody, uh, you would get more and more of those answers. Right. 
you know, whatever she would say, you know, you know exactly what she said, uh, just because you spent so much time with them. And in the same way, the spirit, he wants to speak Bible in you. He wants to speak in your spirit. Uh, we as men have a human spirit and God wants to speak Bible in our spirit. Uh, you know, as we're going through our day, he may just bring something up in you. You know, we may just, we may just realize a verse or, you know, something that's on God's heart, you know, and that'll just start coming up. The more we spend time with him, the more we read the written word, the more we're in fellowship with people. And so, uh, I know if, if you're like me and I, I think, uh, all of us don't want to delay the spirit. Um, we got to be those in the word. We have to. And so I hope that you guys are encouraged, uh, to, to be in the Bible, to, to desperately keep our ears and spirits open to the spirits speaking. Um, because you know what we see even in Genesis 24, that God loves us so much and he wants to get married. And he wants that day to be hastened by us. So we need to be those who hasten it.